Hi, and welcome to Ericode Coffee. Hello. Hello. Welcome back again. Ha, ha, ha. Jolly good day to you, sir. Yeah, this time we uh, we should be uh, up to date with uh, every week episodes. Are we back on schedule? Yes. Schedule. I'm going to shift it to release on Friday, though, instead of Thursday. What day do we usually release it on? Thursday. Th- wait. Yeah, I don't, wh- know, I don't know why, but uh, let's... I like Thursday. <laughs> you don't? Sure. But uh, yeah, hi. Um, this episode, <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, starting as a freelancer. Well, try to talk about starting as a freelancer, I guess. What do you mean try? We're talking about it. <laughs> are, are we talking about it? I mean, the only thing I've heard this far is not something about freelancing, so... Yeah, that's true. But uh, freelancing, you, you've had experience freelancing. I've had some experience freelancing. Yeah. Um, this is my third year as a full-time freelancer. Time goes by so fast when you're having fun. Yeah. Am I having fun? Yeah, I guess. It's better than not having a freelance I mean, job. I've been working less, so that's always better, yes. Working less is better. Guys, you heard heard it here first. It, it is. That's that's how, how to life. It's just work less. I mean, yeah, working is not living. No, but, well, it depends on what your whole financial situation is, I guess. Yeah, but also, like, do you have fun working at all? Yeah. So why would you not work more? Uh, Because there are also things besides work that are a lot of fun. Okay. No, no, like, that's a serious question. Like, as a freelancer, you do have more time, right? Yeah. So... Some people actually like their job enough that they don't think they need more time because they actually want to stay as a freelancer. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, but still, when you're working mm-hmm. full time, uh, I mean, we talked about this last episode. You don't always have the feeling, or you know, the feeling that there's time to develop yourself mm-hmm. or you know, learn new things or stuff like that. Yeah. So then, as a freelancer, when you have more time, if you do it right, yeah. though you have time for those things so okay so like to me uh you you took the plunge so to speak yeah because you were uh you were having a full-time job and there was a moment you thought hey hey well was there i've been thinking for a long time to start freelancing um okay i worked for around five years in total for different agencies mm. and i think like the first uh the first agency i worked at for like one year and a half i think um th- i mean it was my first real job so i uh i just you know finished that and it was well it was shitty but uh, um i just went on to the next job and i didn't really think about freelancing mm. but uh yeah as soon as i hit my second job i was like hmm you know a lot of people talk about freelancing so maybe something something i should you know Look Consider, into. yeah. yeah. Um, and I th- after I quit my second job, I was almost, I almost started freelancing because I, I found like a client that was okay. interested for a long and big project. But uh, I, I decided to stay with a, just a, a regular uh, agency. And well, that was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Again. Like, so you think you had, if you have the opportunity to freelance. Yeah. And you were considering it, just take the plunge? Well, it really depends on a lot of things. So yeah. it's, uh, w- what's your current financial situation? Can you can you support yourself for, you know, like 
let's say six months without pay. Yes, I can. Okay, so um, do you have the equipment to uh, start freelancing? I mean, if I'm not, uh, if I'm going to produce what I am good at, which is uh, developing digital products, yeah, yes, because I just need a laptop, internet connection, and a space to sit. Yeah, I guess. So that's one of the things we yeah. got, are lucky with, though, mm. with our job. We are pretty flexible, and we there's only one thing we really need, and that's just a laptop. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in that case, I think you should try it at least. Um, I mean, you went from like college right into freelancing, right? Yeah. So well, how was that experience um, though? I don't know. I would say it was, I don't know. It's hard for me to recall exactly how I got there mm -hmm. and why I uh, became a freelancer. For me, it was more of a, I don't know. So th there's one thing is I didn't finish college. Mm. And uh, I knew from a lot of people that finishing college is a big deal. Obviously, it, it can be a like a point or like it's it's at least something in your resume that people can say, hey, that guy actually finishes college. Mm. And it was, it was something I didn't do. I didn't finish college. So to me, it was like a, a, a way to prove myself as being good enough yeah. is gone. Like for a lot of people, a college degree is a sign that you're hireable. Mm, yeah, I mean, uh, most jobs, yeah. that, that matters. But uh, with our jobs, I don't think mm -hmm. it matters. Yeah, so to me, I was still considering going to a second college, mm. finishing college a different way. Um, so I was kind of thinking about it. Uh, also, I was I, when I had uh, like when I was doing college, I already had kind of a client, very low budget, small thing mm. on the side. So I was already kind of doing it. Um, but once I, you know, quit college, I had more time. So eventually, I was like, hey, I kind of like this. I like the amount of time I have, mm. but it wasn't enough pay. Yeah. So eventually, I just started to. For myself, I was uh, gonna be, I don't know how you can call it, but I was leveling myself up in a few fields so mm -hmm. I can actually, um, you know, be enough to produce something useful mm -hmm. for my clients. Uh, so that's how I, I think, how I became kind of a full stack developer. Uh, I wanted to be able to, you know, help people out just by hiring me. Yeah. I didn't think it's a, yeah. a one-stop uh, solution uh, or something. Kind of, yeah. Because yeah. I didn't, I know back in 2000, like 13, 2012 or something, mm. frameworks were into thing, really. Yeah, well, the main thing was jQuery. That's yeah, it. so back then, I was like, if you need a backender next to me, yeah. a lot of clients will be already like, eh, it's too much hassle. So I was like, okay, if I can create a whole website from beginning to end, yeah. create the, like be the solution to all their needs in that department, mm. uh, I would probably be like, I, I would be a good hire, and uh, people would want to hire me instead of other people who don't uh, who lack some parts of the, you know, the trade. Yeah, um, I mean th yeah. that's how I kind of did it also, yeah. but um, I. Uh, when I was working full time, mm -hmm. I 
profile myself as a, a designer slash frontend developer. Mm. So in that case, they they didn't need a designer or okay. a separate frontend developer, and they could just hire me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I'm always also trying to, I mean, a different you know category, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah. That, that worked in the in the beginning. So it wasn't like it, it was a very low, uh, like slow. Um, how do you call it? Like I was sliding into the sea instead of taking a plunge. No. Um, it was very, I don't know if I would say comfortable, but it was it was very slowly. Mm. Uh, it happened so slowly that I didn't really notice that I was becoming a freelancer. Um, but eventually I was like, I need more money. Yeah. <laughs> so I started to look for other clients. Uh, I started becoming more serious mm. about that. And uh, I didn't have a degree, so I had to make up for it somehow. And that's with uh, past experiences. So I had my CV ready. I had uh, like my whole backstory ready. Uh, so I went on some interviews and uh, one of them was a, a good hit for me. Uh, like the job description was nice. Uh, when I went there, they were pretty good. Like they immediately, um, we clicked. Hmm. So I was like, okay, uh, even if the job isn't perfect, it's still an experience. I, I'm still getting pay and you guys are kind of nice. Yeah. So. That's how my first big client, uh, well, how I met my first big client was just like that. And uh, it was kind of funny because uh, it wasn't a client I was uh, hoping to get. Mm. It was uh, through a friend. She let me actually know that uh, she had a friend who was looking for a developer. And uh, cool. you know, it happened to be uh, me. <laughs> that they were looking for. Yeah. And uh, I stayed with them for about three years. And then eventually I actually um, started working full-time there, uh, like with contract, uh, just to, you know, help them out. I felt almost like it was part of my life. Working there actually was a lot of fun. So, yeah. so that's how it went. So yeah, you, you started with freelancing, but yeah. you already quickly kind of you know, went into a full-time uh, job mode, I guess. I mean, yeah. over three years, so that's a while, but... Uh. Yeah, like I had a client who was asking, it, it just depends on the projects. So like, for example, if you have a project of a week, hmm. you might work with your client again and again. Yeah. But usually what I notice is you work on and off with clients. And a lot of clients have phases where they go through. Hmm. And those phases, they will need someone like you. And eventually they, they'll outgrow you or you'll outgrow them. Yeah. And then you don't interact with each other anymore with yeah. those clients. Yeah, you, you kind of lose uh, touch uh, yeah. or contact after a while. Doesn't matter why or how. Yeah, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But uh, yeah, that's something yeah. to keep in mind when you're also trying to find or, you know, when you have a job, Yeah. don't just settle necessarily with that job and, you know, depend your whole financial situation on one mm-hmm. job. But... Um, yeah, I mean, you got a full time job out of it, so that's also a way to go, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, it wasn't, it wasn't planned. It just happened. Mm. Um, but so it's like it depends on what kind of projects you have. If you have a very long term project, yeah. like I had a project that took literally like two and a half years. Like I had the time for two and a half years, and they would pay me for two and a half years. I was like, why not? Yeah, sure. That, that's a good. That, that's a nice way yeah. to start, right? Yeah, it wasn't big pay. Um, not not great. It was okay, and you know the project was fun. Mm. Getting to know people was fun, and uh, I had a lot of fun 
doing it and that's why you know so i wouldn't consider myself um like a i don't know like a veteran experienced freelancer even though i was technically multiple years freelance. you were freelancing yeah. yeah but yeah it's I, I get what you mean yeah so I mean, you were not uh, trying to find multiple clients or you know yeah. uh, <laughs> i did have some clients some other clients okay uh so it wasn't just with one client i, I had uh i think two or three clients uh over the years extra mm. so but um i don't know Th those were as i said shorter term projects and stuff so we eventually lost interest touch or whatever mm. uh one time actually i uh worked for two and a half months uh just just how do you call it i i just joined them and they uh introduced me to their whole stack of work like it was a email marketing company who wow. also did like html email html templating mm. and stuff and okay. also like the marketing part department yeah so also, campaigns yeah. and stuff like that yeah so I, I was uh into email mode for two and a half months wow it was kind of fun it was different mm. getting to know other people so yeah you have to be comfortable uh getting to know people and also leaving them yeah after a while but i mean what I was trying to go to is is um, looking back. Do you regret um, starting with freelancing right from after you finished yeah. finished college? Um, because because I went yeah. fr right from college into full time yeah. work mode for five years, and then I started freelancing. Yeah. So f for me, at least, it feels like I learned a lot of stuff that a freelancer mm -hmm. won't learn. Yeah, in those five years, I don't know. Like, it's a hard question um, to me. Uh, I just don't want to sound, you know, <laughs> I, I don't want to brag. Mm. But the things I learned at a full like I, I've I've done um, in total around three years of uh, at office like in office work. Yeah, I, I did a year and a half um, when I was younger, like uh, at the end of high school uh, and the first year of college. I did some um, like a part-time job as a PHP developer, okay, and uh, also some C CSS and HTML. But that's like I'm talking about 2010, so that was a long time ago. Mm. Um, and during those, like, I'm I'm going to be honest, it wasn't like the ideal conditions to level me up. Yeah, and even in the previous job, you mean as freelancer or no? As like I, I was I was full time. Well part-time back then and yeah. then full-time in the in my previous job mm. not as a freelancer and i felt like the conditions weren't completely right to like it wasn't up to my level of experience to okay. actually it wasn't it wasn't engaging enough yeah it didn't but i mean yeah there's still stuff you learned right yeah because that's the thing. There's there's different a difference in between learning yeah. stuff you can learn you know mm -hmm. technical stuff but there's also learning how to interact with other people in an office and how to defend your your work or how to you know mm -hmm. stuff like that yeah it's it's just i'm going to be honest i feel like still those things weren't very the, prevalent okay in my uh in those two experiences mm. i feel like if i was in an agency that was a lot more strict a lot more commercial mm. it would have been different okay. I, I would have learned a lot more uh as far as for example defending your own opinion during a, a design sprint or something yeah because like stuff like uh, pitching yeah. pitching stuff or something yeah. that's something i learned while 
working full time. Okay. So um, sometimes you have to. Well, it's like pitching, but it's also like you have to convince. explain yeah. or convince and yeah. defend. Tell a client why you build yeah. something a certain way, yeah. uh, why it is the best yeah. way, stuff like that. I mean, th that's not something you always yeah. learn. Well, I, I was lucky, I guess. I I um, learned those skills mm. at school. Oh, that's nice. They, they actually like taught you how to. Well, I feel like school taught me more than work. Okay. In that case, for, so, for me, it's the other yeah. way around. <laughs> yeah, I had a, I had a, I don't know, a good experience at school. They were actually teaching us more of the things you had to know mm. how to do your job instead of things you need to know to do your job. Okay. Like, if you know what I mean. And uh, yeah, that's definitely important. And if you feel like. I don't know if you're not convinced of your own uh, like professional skills. Yeah, it's not about your um, like the field you're in, not the skills of your field. Because mm -hmm. most of the time, if you're in a junior position uh, full time, you will learn those things automatically. Yeah. Um, but if you if you're in a junior position, but you uh, you you I don't know how to go like. If you're a free freelancer mm. and you lack the professional skills, yeah. you might struggle, even though you know the, like the in-depth yeah. skills of your field. Yeah, that's that's exactly what yeah. I meant. Yeah, but the other way is even harder, in mm. my opinion. Is if you come straight out of college yeah. and you're a very sociable person, you, you have you have professional skills. Yeah, but you lack the knowledge. I, I think you can kind of get away with that, though. I don't think so. <laughs> there, there are a lot of companies where they don't really yeah. uh, test their um, how do you call it their hires or how do you call yeah. it their new employees. Mm -hmm. um, Even uh, as freelancers? No, no, no. I mean as uh, full time. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Uh, if uh, you want to uh, be a freelancer, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna struggle both ways. Of course, yeah. yeah. You're gonna struggle both ways, but yeah. it feels like a lot of times what happens is uh, a developer or a designer, or whatever, comes yeah. out of college, isn't really that experience or mm. doesn't know necessarily a lot yeah. about development um, and still gets hired at a company yeah, that happens. and then kind of, you know, learns the stuff along the way. Yeah, yeah. Or, or tries to, you know, <laughs> climb up the hill of yeah. uh, becoming a professional. And I applaud that of if course, you can. Yeah. It's, it's really hard sometimes if you want to, you know, if you're not convinced of your own <laughs> professional skills. Yeah, that's what I meant, yeah. Then it's still possible yeah. to to get hired. It's just if you can convince them otherwise. If mm. you if you have work you've done, you're like you're really good at designing or programming or whatever, and yeah. you're like, here, look, this this is something I made. They'll be like, I don't care who you are, you're gonna be hired because we want you on yeah. board. Uh, so there's that part. But if you want to be like flourishing, you want you want to uh, you want to be uh, like a force in the freelance landscape. Mm. You're definitely gonna need to also have social skills yeah, and, sure. and have like networking skills. I think as a freelancer, that's more important than your expertise in a subject, though. To be honest, yeah, like that's the measurement factor for uh, people who don't know you yet. Yeah. So uh, if you're starting as a freelancer, I think uh, the, the main thing is you have to put yourself, you know, out there. It's a mm -hmm. pretty uh, classic uh, line, I guess. Yeah. But um, you have to be approachable. You have to be available. You have mm -hmm. to be, you know, if someone wants to know something about you, they should be able to find it quickly and easily. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, it, they shouldn't work, have to work to, to find something about you. Yeah. Um, it's like if you if you don't want to be found on the internet, yeah. Like if you don't want someone to Google your name and see your picture, you're probably not going to be a good freelancer. <laughs> no, you, you're going to have a really hard time. Yeah, people have to enter your name and they should immediately find you. Yeah, um, that that's like rule number one, I think. Yeah, because people companies don't want to invest a lot of time and and you know they don't want to search for something. They nope. just want to you know quickly know if you're um, a perfect fit or not. Yeah. So yeah, I think um, also for designers, uh, just a website is like the minimum requirements. Your own website is minimum requirement to have. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, something that that's like you can find on Google. Um, yeah, like even LinkedIn is pretty good. LinkedIn is pretty good right now. Yeah, I mean, there's there's of course a lot of uh, crap on there also. Um, a lot of recruiters. Yeah. But um, that's that's also a fine and perfect way to start your first. You know. Uh, a client or job yeah you can find clients everywhere actually yeah it just it it matters uh that you put yourself out there as you said yeah so using linkedin as your or i don't know like your um well, you, you can put projects and your cv yeah. on there yeah um you, you can add like this, those experience tags or something yeah like things you've experienced with i don't, I don't yeah, know it's just like languages for example yeah. or uh, stuff like that don't uh, and, and have a nice CV, I guess. I mean, there are a lot of you know places where you can easily find a nice CV templates, templates, stuff, yeah. yeah, or just examples. But um, don't don't add those fucking percentages or stars yeah. or something. That's progress bars. It's like I have eighty yeah. percent JavaScript skill or something. Just mm -hmm. don't do it. You know why it doesn't make sense? Because some things are just not strictly measurable. They aren't measurable. Yeah, and. If you say you have 80% of your, like, if you're good at JavaScript and mm. you would say you have 80% whatever. <laughs> JavaScript, yeah. You have 80% JavaScript and you would put something lower, they would think that you're either a, a retard in that in that field <laughs> or that you're an amazing person at that other thing. Like, So a, a yeah. lot of times with those, yeah. like, CVs, mm -hmm. you see that they're all around the same. Yeah area so it's all like between 70 and 90 yeah. or something but again if you're 80 percent with javascript that's you yeah. know that's that's do, do you that's not true it's no, just it but, doesn't matter how you measure it it's not going to be true it, it doesn't work like that <laughs> yeah. i mean do you know a lot of frameworks that's javascript yeah but do you know do you know node, node? Yeah, yeah exactly i mean and jquery then, and then know. people see your cv and they're like oh well 80 percent javascript nice so you know how to write node uh, yes uh, and they're like oh no and they're like what? oh but to us that's 80 percent yeah. i mean you, you should be like almost an expert right yeah <laughs> Yeah, like it doesn't work. I think it's better maybe to make categories or something in that case. Like sure, yeah. things you're good at, things you're learning, mm. and things. Well, I think also the yeah. best way to display if you're good with something is if you have like a list of projects mm -hmm. you've worked on, and then just tell them mm -hmm. for each project what kind of languages you yeah. used or what kind of you know things you wrote for it or did yep. for it. Because then they can just look at the project yeah. and then you know use the, that project as a as a way to measure or mm -hmm. you know. See your uh, skill level. Just, I don't know. Like, I, I like that approach uh, for different reasons, actually, because one of the reasons is it's uh, like tangible. Mm. It's a project that's supposed to be out there at least. Yeah. So 
it's not something that uh, you can lie about. Like you, you have experience because you actually well, worked on this project. Yeah, I mean, of course, you can still lie about. Hey, I worked on this project, <laughs> yeah. but you didn't. But you know. Yeah, but like, that's going through hoops. You know, uh, sure. compared to just making a bar and saying, "Oh, I have eighty percent JavaScript." <laughs> yeah. No, like, you have to make it measurable in a in a way that they can actually, uh, like, review it. You, yeah. They can see it. Well, and if you put a bar, they don't know what it's compared to. Hmm, yeah. And if you put a project um, ERCV with, with like a, what kind of language is used? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, th that's also why someone is approaching you to yeah. for you to make a project or do something for them. Yeah. So if you show something you've made, they can you know look at that yeah. thing and they know like, well, I I want this, and yeah. you made this already, kind of. So yeah. you know, we're we're going to be a nice fit. Yeah, it's definitely window shopping yeah. uh, for a lot of people. When you're a freelancer, you're gonna have to put you know your skills up front. Yeah. Show them, hey, I'm good at this. So I made this. This is a product I've created, at mm. least partly I've created, and I can work for you to make something similar to this. Yeah. And that's why people hire you. That's why a CV and uh, like work experience and stuff. In the end, it doesn't actually matter a lot. If they, if you can inspire someone to hire you because you have a very great landing page for a project you made and you're a designer, yeah. you, you designed that landing page, it doesn't matter if that other person has 10 or 20 years of experience. If he doesn't have that example, they're definitely going to lean more towards that other person. Yeah, sure. And even there are a lot of designers who have like 10 years experience yeah. and who still design, you know, things I don't like and yeah. I don't, you know, and it's it, a matter I, of taste. I, I, yeah. I wouldn't hire them myself yeah. if if they uh, if they approach me or approach mm -hmm. them. Yeah. So especially, yeah, so education doesn't really matter a lot in freelance land, I guess. No. <laughs> the main thing is just experience. Um, or I mean, showing that you have experience with mm -hmm. something, and um, definitely, yeah. As you said, uh, window shopping—that's that's, that happens a lot with yeah. clients. And uh, yeah, don't be afraid to be, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, just being looked at, be, being eyed, you know, mm. ogled, like, mm. uh, and then they will just be like, nah, not not my thing. But that's normal. But yeah, I mean, it, even if you have really nice work, um, like, like like having social skills yeah and um having the you know the the knowledge or the skill to sell yourself to mm -hmm. some company or another person that's also a really big part of yeah. being a freelancer you're trying to sell yourself yeah. to to someone else i remember uh, one time i uh, was at an interview mm. um and they you know they asked me why do we need you i was like I had to quickly come up with an answer, yeah. but I knew that was like um, a trick question or something. Yeah, pretty much because they need me because what well, they need me because they need someone like me to to finish the job they wanted. <laughs> yeah, like like I could answer that. Yeah, but I knew he was asking for a con like a convincing answer why I think I'm a good fit for them and why I can accomplish what they want. Yeah. So why why should they hire you? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like it doesn't it doesn't matter um, that you're that you think you're good. The other person doesn't know what you're thinking or yeah. how, how good you are. You have to make them 
believe you are good at it. Yeah, you have to convince them that yeah. you are good. And well, don't lie, of course, yeah. but you have to convince them that you are good. Yeah. And you can convince yourself that you are good or great. Yeah. But, you know, nothing happens. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're not your own client, so nothing that doesn't work. Yeah. And uh, I, I guess that's kind of a, a trick, too. Yeah. It's like somewhat of a trick is to um, be good at, at, at a sales pitch. Mm and not have like things to back up your pitch yeah. like v visuals or whatever but still be able to convince people that that's a pretty good way to get into freelancing too mm. if you can convince people it's, it's just can you actually accomplish what you you know what you promise them and yeah. that's that's something you should that, ethically that's, choose that's always yeah. something i'm really yeah. struggling with to be honest i'm uh how do you call it uh, um it's imposter like syndrome. Imposter syndrome. Yeah, I, I. A lot of times when someone approaches me and is like, "Oh well, I saw you. Uh, you know, you can mm -hmm. write few JS um, websites," I'm like, "Yeah, I can, but I'm not. You know." But do you answer that way if you need the job? I'm, I'm not the greatest. Well, that's the thing. You you can't answer like no, that. No, I, I I don't have the the, the how to call it the courage or I don't know. It's not a courage. It's a well. It depends because sometimes yeah. when you when you get one of those jobs, yeah. so you, you get like a job where you're kind of, you know, not sure if it's, if you can do fit, it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you find out that it's really basic. It just, mm. and you can easily do it. It's just sometimes things look way harder than they are. They make them look harder. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of times they're like, oh, we have like a complex view application uh, with a complex back, uh, backend. And uh, yeah, we want you to write view. And, uh, and then it's just a really, basic thing you can just you know you, you can look up a tutorial and do it yeah, yeah. It, it's it's not that hard but um yeah it, it's yeah it, it, it's difficult you, you have to you have to kind of find and look for yourself if you can mm -hmm. if you want to do it or not yeah um and if you want to find that little you know that edge yeah i'm i'm always curious how like such a discrepancy can exist in uh, employers who are looking for a, a freelancer, mm. they usually have like a, um, like a higher educated uh, college degree thinking, you know, uh. like they call it habio denknifo oh. or something. So like you have to have a higher education thought process or mm. something. Like you, you have to be on the same level as them, I guess. That's what they mean. But that, that that doesn't indicate how difficult the uh, like it, it's it's never explained how much of uh, like how in depth you have to know the tools yeah. that you're going to be using. Yeah, and especially recruiters are vague, really they're, vague, yeah. because they also they don't know exactly how it works. They're not. The, they, yeah. they, they they're not like front or they're not developers, for example. Yeah, but they're themselves. also not project owners. Yeah, exactly. So they yeah. they're like they they're literally a middleman between mm -hmm. the, the client and and you. Mm -hmm. And it, it's like you know one of those good games where you're in a in a circle or something. Yeah. And you all pass, you know, something. Someone says something in yeah. another's ear, and then they pass it through the next yep. one, and it's just a circle, and it comes back, and it's just totally different. Yep. That's that's exactly what happens with <laughs> like recruiters and stuff. It's just they, they they try to filter things out. Um, a lot of times they also add 
their own fluff. little flock <laughs> yeah. or their own little so yeah this this is great you know this is just a perfect client and uh it's a really big yeah. company and eventually you you get there and it's just like a company with five people and it's not yeah. a really interesting project but a backyard garage or something of course i mean i get it they they are doing their jobs and they're trying to sell you know they're, they're trying to sell something well mm -hmm. they're trying to sell you yeah. i guess but um yeah that, that that's also kind of difficult uh yeah so be wary i guess of uh uh, you know, the job descriptions mm -hmm. are not what they seem. Yeah, and always try to try to get as much information about yeah. a project, even though a lot of recruiters are really hesitant about giving you any information. Yeah, it's I mean, very weird. I, I'm always struggling with trying to find out where exactly the project is. Like so, what so, location? Yeah, so yeah. a lot of times I say, yeah, it's in Amsterdam. <laughs> Dude, Amsterdam is is really big. Wow. <laughs> where, where in yeah. Amsterdam? And a lot of times when they say Amsterdam, it's also like you know, like in the edge, like or, or outside yeah. Amsterdam. It's like a, technically it's in Amsterdam, but or it, they they call it like the yeah. Amsterdam region. Mm -hmm. But that's you know, yeah. it's it's too vague. You you can't you can't ask yeah. me that. I want to travel every day above Amsterdam, like another hour or so above Amsterdam, but it's, hey, it's Amsterdam. Yeah, it's, it's kind of vague, yeah. But uh, on it, the other hand, being vague about the job also makes you more, like, you have an opportunity to actually get the job. Yeah. Like, um, you can be as vague as they are. Mm. You can be like, yeah, I can do this. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm good at it. Even though, you know, you're, you're still a of beginner. Of course, yeah. I think you, you can easily... Yeah sell yourself even though you don't have the necessary uh, skills yeah, yeah skills yeah and you probably get away with it for a while but th th you know the big thing is can you live with yourself if you do that yeah i uh i and, definitely can't <laughs> and is that how you want to spend your days you know working somewhere for clients while you know you're typing your code and you're like oh man i I don't know what, what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> can <laughs> yeah. you, can, you know, can you live with yourself when you're doing that? I, I can't. Also, yeah. it's like when, when you start uh, as a when you start a freelance job, mm. it's kind of like a promise you've yeah. made with them. Like I can do up to this. We promised we promised each other that I'm going to try to do this, and you promised me to pay me for this. Yeah. If I can't do it, well, there's there's like contract clauses and stuff you can. Sure. You can make it so it's less awkward when one of them doesn't. Something happens, yeah. yeah. But uh, in the end, it's all about trusting and about mm. people. It's not about money. If you're going in the freelance job for money, you're at the right place. But if you want to be you know, doing freelance, you're going to have to enjoy being with people, enjoy trusting people, enjoy yeah, you, having people skills. You shouldn't do it only for the money. I mean, yeah. sure, you, you might... It really depends on how you approach the thing, but um, you might get more money while mm -hmm. freelancing, but that's not a way to get more freelance work. Yeah. I mean, eventually you're going to be no like this. This guy is an asshole. Yeah, or he's yeah, and he's he's expensive and he's an asshole. So yeah. why why would I hire him? Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't work. Yep. So um, that like first clients they they drip in organically sometimes, mm -hmm. and uh, to me it was like kind of lucky, kind of uh, networking too. Because yep. if I didn't know that friend who mm. I didn't know before I knew another friend, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I like people, I like getting to know people. So I make friends pretty easily. Mm. And that's, uh, I think, a few ways to get clients easily is just to be open. Yeah. And be, be yeah. yeah. And that's, 
that's also something that really happens uh, for, uh, helps if you're uh, um, fresh from college yeah and um you have like a how do you call it the st- stage uh, it's like internship internship yeah, yeah. You, you you connect immediately with a lot of new people who mm. might have something available for you yeah. as a freelancer but again like those skills um as you know finding out if you can or can do something uh, that's the thing a full-time job gives you a lot of confidence mm-hmm. i think in your abilities yeah um, definitely and so i think if you get fresh from college and you start working full-time somewhere i think afterwards you're much more confident in what your skill set is yeah. exactly and you, it's easier to find clients as a freelancer yeah um and you know what your limits are. Yeah. I think if you're from college, you're you're kind of, you know, not not everyone. There are a lot of not confident people fresh from college, mm-hmm. but there are also a lot of people who are- Overconfident. You know, overconfident, yeah. 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 And then they just get all a bunch of shitty jobs and they can't do it properly. And, yeah. you know, it's just a mess. Yeah. You've had personal experience with that? Like, have you had co-freelancers who've- shown their weaknesses too. There are, yeah. I've, I've had a few. And of course, I've also made mistakes as a freelancer. I've also had a few times where like, ah, man, I, I could have done it better, you know, and, yeah. I, and not necessarily the code, but how... You, how you handle the situation. Yeah, how, yeah. how a contract went or how I spend my hours yeah. or, you know, it's it's always a yeah. bit... But, but, but on the work, like in the... In the and while you're working, have yeah. you met someone who is a freelancer who mm. you knew that he was faking it yeah uh, okay was he like were you involved were you both involved with the same project no not directly okay thank, but, <laughs> thankfully yeah. probably uh, well if i was if we were together involved with something yeah. i would probably you know speak to him about it and try to drag his ass uh, <laughs> You know, to up, hell and back. Up, up or out of there. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I, w- I was trying to fix it because I'm not going to get dragged down by yeah. some asshole. Yeah, that, that's kind of, I've never been in that situation. Um, I, I wouldn't even know what to do. <laughs> it's, uh, well, I, I was lucky it was not directly yeah. with me. So in that case, it's fine. But still, you know, it, you're like, come on, dude. It's, you're making our, as freelancers look bad. Yeah, that too. And um, yeah, that's, that's something like, as a freelancer, you're part of a, a bigger group. Uh, yeah, you should think about, you know, the group. Uh, it's the same with, um, like, pricing, for example. Yeah. Um, a lot of freelancers, you know, go lowball the price. Yeah. Um, and I get it. I mean, you probably need a job. You probably need a client. So yeah. you're like, well, I'm just going to lower my prices. So eventually I'll get a client. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that you also hurt the whole community or the whole freelance, you know, everyone else yeah. in that section you you heard them a lot by lowering the price okay because a lot of clients then are like well he could do it for 65 euros so why why can't you you know yeah and maybe they are fresh from college and they don't have a lot of you know bills or a lot of things to pay for yeah they but don't you, have family yeah th- but you as a as a more advanced developer are like well i have a house and I have kids and you know and yeah. I, have, I have more <laughs> more stuff to to so pay. How, how do you do it then? Like if you're uh, a beginner uh, a beginner, mm. and you just want to start freelancing, you know you don't have any clients, you want to convince them to pick you. Yeah. How do you do it? Well, it's it's okay if you take a lower price. Yeah. There, there's like a range. Okay. You have to kind of find out what the min and max is. Okay. And what I did is just contact freelancers 
online. Just okay. you know, go on Google and just look for freelancers in your neighborhood or something mm-hmm. or in your area, and you know, find their email address or something. And like, hey, I'm starting freelancing. Can you know help me or can you answer some questions, for example? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the rate you ask? And you know, do you have like a contract I can see? So you know, it's okay. A lot of people they help each other. You know, yeah. it's not it's not like you you're not on your own <laughs> and mm-hmm. trying to yeah. struggle through it. You just ask other people and eventually you kind of get like a, a range of of a price that's just regular or normal yeah and then then you look at what what do you need to you know make a living what, what do you need to pay your bills every month yeah. and you it, don't go lower you, you always go higher yeah at that range yeah, yeah of course you you, you I mean <laughs> unless you're like really struggling and you need at least some money i guess yeah but try to try to find a range that's everyone else is working mm-hmm. in then look at what you need and then you know try to find a, a nice little yeah i don't know a, a price that makes sense the for... goldilocks zone wow <laughs> <laughs> no, but try, try to find a, a, a price range that's um that's good for the community so it doesn't hurt the community you're not below the average price mm-hmm. and uh that makes sense for you as as to pay your bills yeah so you have the freedom to adjust your rating towards what you think is necessary and you can also but, change yeah. it every client that's yeah. also fine i mean you can do a cheaper client and then a, a more expensive one mm-hmm. that's, that's also something you have to learn while freelancing is that not every client has the same budget for stuff and you kind of have to figure out you know are, are these people do, do they have a, yeah. a big wallet do they have a lot of money or not or yeah. you know it's loads of money and that's also difficult because a lot of times you're like, I'm not just going to lowball it, so, so I just get it, you know. Yeah. But then you end up with, well, again, a really low price. Yeah, crappy pay. Uh, crappy you, project, you maybe. You hurt the community. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, yeah, you're always searching for what works. Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting advice. I think something that a lot of beginners don't even, you know, don't, don't even make a point out of it. No. They they don't understand that they are part of a, a like a a culture, but also a landscape. That if they would make a huge dip yeah. inside a land, like you know, like they, they would just make a valley. That everything has to go d- l- down. Like <laughs> if, if they know that hey, there's a river that mm. flows there. Why not just take the uh, like the river as, as a client? Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna go go crossing that mountain mm. to get what I want. Yeah. Gonna, so everybody has to go lower eventually just to you know, be able to be hired. And uh, that's kind of interesting. Um, and it's something I haven't really thought about before, like before I met you. Yeah. And that's something I definitely want to you know, do right next. And uh, yeah, it's something you have to kind of find out while you're doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it's not something that, like, I know that I want to get paid. And I, the more, the better. Mm. <laughs> it's just, how do you agree on something? And that's something you have to, you know, you have to make up for it too. You, you have to show up for it. Like, yeah. if they, if you say, I want 50 euros an hour, or if you want to say, I, I want to have 100 euros an hour, like, how can you make up that difference? Yeah. And that's something that, either with experience or your financial situation, your obligations and yeah. stuff. You, you can you can definitely convince people. And uh, if you're not absurdly low or absurdly high, there's nobody gonna like, nobody's gonna say like, no way, dude, 
because they'll also be <laughs> clients will also be looking for average prices. Yeah, and but, but again, that's 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 the thing that's you know that's getting hurt by yeah. like low prices that don't make any sense. Yeah, is that those clients they get different expectations from those you know experiences. Yeah, and not a lot of clients care really about experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are a lot of clients who don't care about how nice the code looks, you know, or how yeah. functional it is. It's just like, well, as long as it works. Yeah, I wanted yeah. this and hey, they made it and it's, you know, it's just a mess, but it was cheap. They they, they kind of expect every time then from, from that moment on that yeah. they can get it cheap and quick. And, yeah. you know, it's that's not how, mm-hmm. that's not how it works. Yeah. So how do you choose? A price. Well, what I just told you is just ask around, try to find like an a, mm-hmm. an average. Um, contact the client, try to find out what the client exactly does and mm-hmm. what they, you know, what kind of company it is. Okay. Sometimes you can kind of find out what you know what the pricing is yeah. or what they kind of earn, I guess. And uh, depending on that, you can kind of scale the price. Um, a lot of times, I when I'm, I give like a a price indication yeah. in the beginning. And then afterwards, I, um, I I go to a meeting with them, and in person, I, I tell them like, well, you know, my price skills also depending on how long a project is. But mm-hmm. that's also the thing you, to keep in mind. Um, so if a project is really short, I I ask a higher uh, price because for me, um, you know, it's a short period, so I don't have a lot of you know stability in the yeah. period. So a higher price kind of justifies that. Yeah. And if a project is really long. Um, Long term, yeah. Yeah, I lower the price. So that's also nice yeah. for your clients, right? Because then they like, oh, well, you know, we can hire him longer and then he's cheaper. Yeah. And you have the stability of a long project. Yeah. So it's kind of, you know, tricks to kind of. Definitely, yeah. Try to. Uh, it makes sense. Like uh, investing uh, like a short time, but all, your, all of your time into a sh- short project means that you won't have time to look for other clients either. Yeah. So if you want to. You know, make up for that for yourself. You definitely want to up the price, mm. and in that way, the client knows that you're you're valuable. So you're going to use everything from you in that period. So that's also one thing is just don't undervalue yourself. Mm. If a client needs you, then they're going to want you, <laughs> and uh, it doesn't really matter how much they're going to pay as long as it's not an absurd amount. Uh, they, they, if you're nice enough and you can convince them of your skills. I think you're gonna be doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I also like one of the things is I, I notice a lot of uh, websites have um, like you can find out how to calculate your uh, rate, and uh, some of them are actually pretty advanced. You can put in like your uh, expenses and stuff, and yeah. they also take uh, averages. And I don't know if they are like. European-based averages, mm. but you can definitely uh, maybe use the percentages they have to calculate your rate. You can use that on your average yep. in your region. I mean, that, that, that works. But, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like to uh, approach just developers or something yeah. or, or no, freelancers. that's definitely good. Because then you also create a nice entry into, you yeah. know, the, I mean, sometimes if, I mean, of course they, they were quicker or, you know, mm-hmm. They're more likely to uh, connect a client they they can you know can take on right now to a friend or someone they yeah. know better. But you know sometimes if you contact them, you're like, well, you know, if you have something available or you know, if something mm-hmm. doesn't fit for you, yeah. 
you can pass it along to me. Mm-hmm. You add another contact point, another way to get yeah. clients. So that's also nice. You need, you need a lot of, you know, you need a lot of contacts in mm-hmm. your life as a freelancer. So yeah, that's a, that's a good tip. So, so uh, yeah, I, I, there are a lot of more things to talk about uh, mm-hmm. as a, starting as a freelancer, but I think we should just kind of wrap it up and mm-hmm. uh, maybe talk about it the next time. Yeah, uh, let us know if you like this kind of uh, stuff. And if you're actually planning on freelancing, maybe, uh, you know, drop a comment. Yeah, maybe or, your website. Or, or send us an email or something. I don't know. Yeah. We uh, so. we might be able to work something out. Mm, very unlikely. Yeah, no. But we still like you guys. Yeah, we like. Just, just pretend like we are interested. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So right. on Twitter, right? Yeah, on Twitter, sure. They can DM us. Yeah, D- D- DM. Direct message? Is that I mean, can you, can you like send messages on Anchor or something? I don't know. Uh, I don't think they have a, do they? You can make an account, but I don't think you can message each other's profiles or something. Good point. But um, thank you. Yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you on the next one.